Good evening, Dumb Nation, episode 325. Dumb Nation, it means don't unfriend me. Don't take offense to it. What are we talking about tonight? Ukraine, Zelensky, Republicans, Democrats acting the same. Go figure, but apart. It's a strange one. We'll go into it tonight. I'm going after both parties. I'll see you in 60 seconds on the rebound. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him sit back relax don't unfriend me starts right now welcome again to don't unfriend me good to have everybody here tonight it's the weekend a special weekend episode for all of you who am i my name is matthew spear i'm the host of don't unfriend me welcome to the show good to have you here what do we do? Well, we talk about politics, current events, and all that sorts of thing. At Don't Unfriend Me Show is where you can find me. We just hit 85,000 followers, over 60,000, almost 61,000 likes on Facebook. Kind of cool. I'm on all podcasts, most social media. You can find me on Truth Social as well. Also, Twitter and Getter is at The Dumb Show versus The Don't Unfriend Me Show or Don't Unfriend. Oh, boy. I always mess this up. At Don't Unfriend Me Show. Wow. You think I'd create it? I would know it. Anyway, folks, appreciate it. If you'd also do me a favor, stop by Don't Unfriend Me. You get some cool shirts, some hats. You can also get some coffee made by veterans. 10% goes back to Travis Mannion Foundation. Let's get into it tonight. Thanks for letting me do a little bit of capitalism in action. Tonight's episode, properly named From Russia with Love. I'm a believer that before you take a stand in any conflict, you should put yourself in the shoes of the person you criticize. Or once you do that, you should decide if you should get involved to begin with. There are some contradictions here to be sure. First off, when Nancy Pelosi visited the Ukraine a couple of weeks back, the conservatives were up in arms over the event, wondering why the Democrats sent a delegation to Ukraine to begin with. The leftists heralded this as a humanitarian mission to ensure the aid they sent which they conveniently said was food and medicine. Yes, but let's not forget the $60 billion in weapons and cash also. So in other words, a photo op. The right went even more insane. Clinically cuckoo is the term when Jill Biden and her husband wouldn't when he was in Poland. If you remember, it was too dangerous, they said. So let me understand, Jill Biden is completely safer today than it was at the start of the conflict, or is it that she isn't safer and Joe Biden didn't enter the Ukraine for other reasons? Who knows? Conspiracy theories unite. But if that makes you scratch your head this well as well. Remember when the leftists who were flabbergasted by Jill Biden and Nancy's heroic charge to the front lines and Hillary Clinton dodging sniper fire. We've all heard these wonderful stories, and they take advantage of them whenever they can. But how about the right condemning the move with utter disdain? Well, here we are again, hypocrisy at its finest. Mitch McConnell and a delegation of GOP are there today. 
So now the left is melting down and the right are calling McConnell's visit something akin to Nelson Mandela's freedom or Magellan's great boat ride through the straits. It is also nauseating. And to be honest, I have to ask that nagging question again. I have to put myself in the shoes of both presidents and I have supported Zelensky in this struggle and still do simply knowing what Russia is all about and what they do as I do. And I really don't want the expansion of Russia that happened in the past. However, I want to look at the other side since the Republicans have now surrendered their values once again to suck hind tit to the Democrats and take their lead. When we look at Russian President Vladimir Putin, he's made it clear that the reason for his invasion of Ukraine is for his security demands of his country to be addressed and Ukraine guarantee never to join NATO. An alliance he sees as hostile. NATO forces rain hell on Yugoslavia. Now, prior to 2014, Ukrainians and Russians shared a really close brotherly relationship, no matter what happened in the past. After all, they're basically the same people. Prior to 2014, the Ukrainian government shelled any plans of joining with less than 22% in favor of it and enjoyed a close relationship with both NATO and Russia either way. Now, what changed in 2014? The United States government supported a bloody coup that saw the democratically elected Ukrainian government ousted and an unpopular far-right anti-Russian Arseniy Yatsenyuk in power. Ukrainian coup it was, and leftist Americans trying to paint this as some sort of revolution instead of a coup, but by all means it was. The formerly neutral government was overthrown and new pro-NATO anti-Russian government installed. Now, with this coup, this unpopular coup, several eastern regions of Ukraine protested, and the Donbass region even declared independence and a breakaway from the Ukraine. The new Ukrainian government, in response, turned their guns to separatists and tried to take these regions back. Despite the chaos, Western leaders were quick to recognize the new Ukrainian government, and the NATO Secretary General wasted no time in proclaiming that Ukraine joining NATO was still very much on the table despite Russia's protests. This is where you take a step back and put yourself in Russia's shoes. Let's imagine that a foreign, unfriendly power meddles so deeply in the dynamic of your relationship between your neighbor. Now let's imagine from the majority of the listeners here that China engineers a bloody coup in Canada that sees a new anti-American and pro-Chinese government far-right group installed. Let's imagine within a month, despite your concerns, China ignores you recognizing the new government and is already talking about an alliance that could see Chinese weapons and bases on America's borders. Let's imagine the regions of British Columbia and Alberta is filled with people who consider themselves ethnic Americans and don't accept this new leadership and try to break away. Finally, let's imagine the new government shelling these areas, killing civilians in masses to keep them from breaking away. Now Russia's response doesn't seem so irrational, does it? Only a while ago, in February 2022, you had prominent Americans like Candace Owens calling for an American military intervention in Canada due to the government's treatment of protesters. I covered this. So I find it hard to believe an American response would have been really different from the sentiment of the people and the government. 
Russia annexed Crimea in response to NATO's continuous desires to make Ukraine a part of the alliance, but have at the same time been trying to raise issue of the continuous treatment of ethnic Russians in the Ukrainian region of Donbass as they continue to fight for independence. Over the past decade or so in Donbass, tens of thousands of civilians have been killed as the separatists continue to fight for independence. Over the course, Russia has raised cases of shelling of civilian areas by the Ukrainian forces and accuses Ukraine of genocide. Whether that's true or not, I will let you decide. But the Russian government opened a criminal court case over four mass civilian graves discovered in the region, investigating it what happened in the area was actually genocide. Quote, how else can one interpret the shelling of residential areas by Ukrainian armed forces using multiple rocket launchers or discovered the mass grave sites of almost 300 civilians near Lugansk who were killed only because they considered Russia as their native language? Anatoly Antonov, Russian ambassador to the United States, the Ukrainian government, and he introduced these new language laws that for all sake and purposes were aimed at targeting the Russian language a language spoken by somewhat 95% of Eastern Ukrainians. Quote, it smells of genocide, Putin remarked in 2015. But to be clear, I'm in no way supporting Russian invasion of the Ukraine. But if any other country were in Russia's shoes, especially one like America, it certainly wouldn't consider China, a foreign country, sending weapons and delegates to Canada a sign of good faith, but an act of war. Using Ukraine funding to pass any of the provisions that previously failed would be typical of how Congress uses a crisis as an excuse to achieve unrelated and sometimes otherwise unachievable objectives. But it would also be disgraceful under the present circumstances. Russia's war against Ukraine deserves its own debate and funding so that the United States can make its response very clear and without any unrelated provisions attached to such a proposal or a new bill. But this is a shift in stance from the GOP, and now it is a race to see who can get to the trough first in order to garner the most political scraps. More importantly, when Zelensky said he doesn't need a ride, he needs bullets, well, he obviously needed something else, American taxpayer dollars as well, and it seems both sides could care less. Our nation is so fractured that delegates from both parties visited Ukraine separately in a show of bipartisan support through partisanship or should i say greed folks thank you so much for watching tonight once again my name is matthew spear i'm the host of don't unfriend me i appreciate it we're on monday through friday at 8 30 weekend special now we do a recorded show monday wednesday friday and you can see us live i'll probably be going live tomorrow at 8 30 sunday i went to a game with the kids on friday night so i wasn't able to be here but i will be here this weekend Remember, we can agree, disagree, love me, hate me, just don't unfriend me. I will go out like I always do. I always forget to move this over. There we go. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. You can help. Traumatic brain injury, PTS, anxiety, and depression are very real. And unfortunately, they impact a lot of our veterans. These aren't diseases. These are things that can find a cure. It starts with conversation with the Veteran Crisis Hotline. It's free of charge. It's anonymous. They will never be reported to their duty station. 22 a day committing suicide is too many. Please help. Last but not least, if you're a civilian, you're also feeling this pressure. You don't have to be a veteran. Pick up the phone, make the phone call. They will find the right person for you as well. Folks, once again, thank you so much. Stop by my website if you wouldn't mind. Give me a follow, like, and share, and all that stuff if you could. 
It keeps the lights on and I appreciate it. God bless. And I will see you Sunday at 830. Good night.